0: Welcome to I See Star Wars, a podcast about vintage Star Wars action figures. I am your host, Michael Havens, creator of the Imperial Commissary. Come with me, I will be your guide as we journey through the incredible universe of vintage Star Wars collectibles. Welcome to the third episode of I C Star Wars. What we're going to talk about today is growing the community. Our special guest star is going to be Chris Hibbard, so stick around for that later. Also, I'm going to do a brand new segment called Ask Mike, where you can ask me anything. I haven't looked at any of the questions yet. I will look at those later when we get to that segment, and I'll be new to them, so I'll be shooting from the hip and answering them the best I can. But for right now, I would like to start talking about the topic for this week's podcast, Growing the Community. Now, it's not so popular, and it's not the thing that everybody does, believe me. But when I say growing the community, I mean growing the community from an aspect of being a good friend. Um, help out others. It doesn't matter who thought of something, who created something. When someone comes to me and they say, Hey, I like this thing you do on the IC. Is it okay if we do it over here on my group? I always say, Yes, of course, Anything I ever thought of, you feel free to use it. And the reason why I say that is because I'm not going to be here forever. So it would be wonderful if this hobby continues forever. And the only way it's going to continue forever is if people share. That's the most important thing. We're all in this together. We're all vintage Star Wars collectors. And that's the most important part. So share. And I will share my best too. Um, Whenever anybody asks me, oh, you know, I just started this Facebook group. We only got a couple hundred people. Is it okay if I advertise it on the IC? Of course. That's the thing about Star Wars. It doesn't matter if you've been doing it for 40 years or if you've been doing it for five minutes. There's something that we both can teach or learn from each other. Everybody has their own little niche that they know. And if we can all come together and make all those puzzle pieces line up, we could be staring at an incredible picture of the future for vintage Star Wars collecting. And I really hope it turns into that. And that's why I've reached out and I've offered to... All the old school guys and the very major collectors to come over to the uh, Fairfield Inn and Suites when we do the IC meetup in Cincinnati. Hopefully, they will come out. Um, I have paid for everything, so there's no cost involved whatsoever. And then hopefully, that way, all the room sales, the IC meetup can all be right there in the same place, right across from the toy show we're all going to go to the next day. Because we should do this stuff as a family, as a as a family. For lack of a better word, yes, I'm saying it. The IC is a family. It is a family of people. When people go through tough times, we help. When they go through good times, we share those good times. When it's their turn for their focus character to be figure of the week, say thank you when they post a thousand times. Shoot, I know I'm gonna whenever it's Boba Fett. It just was a couple weeks ago. I'm sure you guys are sick of seeing all my Boba Fetts. (laughs) What I'm saying is the best part of this hobby is the community. And everybody that I interview, everybody I talk to, everybody I even interviewed on the old podcast, that's always their answer. The best part is this community. If the best part of this thing that we do is the community, then what we should all focus the most on is building that community for the future. For your children, for children's children, for... The future when we're old folkies in an old nursing home and we're sitting around spilling our beans and coffee on ourselves and we get to talk about Star Wars with a friend that's still there who happened to be in the IC 30 years ago, 40 years ago. That's wonderful. That's all I'm looking for. So that's why I completely reach out. I hope everybody comes to the Cincinnati thing. We're going to have a lot more meetups till the end of time. As long as I can do it, I'm going to continue to do it. And that's what this podcast is about. It's just reaching out to the collectors. So that's why we're going to do this next segment with the Ask Mike thing, which is more just people asking questions that they have and asking stuff that's coming up on the IC or anything they might want to ask me because for some reason, folks think I'm some sort of expert. I never claim to be some sort of expert. I just claim to know a little bit of stuff because I am immersed in it. So let's go into the questions. One listener suggested this, and I think it sounds like a great idea. Why not ask me questions? It makes my job easier. And plus, at least we can keep our finger on the pulse of what's really going on in the community. There was also another comment that said I needed to talk a little bit about modern. <sighs> I don't have very much modern. Um, I have a couple of the pops, like Boba Fett. Um, This podcast can't really be about modern because I just don't know enough about it. What is my favorite modern toy, I was asked? Uh, I'd say maybe the Grand Admiral Thrawn because I like Grand Admiral Thrawn or else uh, the Luke Jedi that came out uh, when they did the new movies back in 1995, 96. So those would be the only two I could even say that maybe I like. I really don't like the way the X-Wings and... TIE fighters are designed now with all the rubber parts and rubber wings and rubber noses, or I don't like the way everything has to shoot a Nerf dart. I find that to be completely ridiculous, whatever happened to using your imagination. Uh, I know I'm a bit of a modern curmudgeon. I think there's wonderful modern things. I also think there's wonderful modern things in order to keep your collection awesome and huge, but also on a really tighter budget because you can hunt for things that are on sale or in the bargain bins. Shoot those Disney diecasts, or I'm bringing in like $5 now, I think, at the Disney store. So you can always go out there and check it out. But uh, what we're going to do is we are going to run into the first segment, which is pretty much the news of the IC. There's been tons of sale posts going on. I did a really cool flash sale the other day. The uh, figure of the week is wicked. And since we're talking about the IC and what's going on, let's go right into our first segment ever of Ask Mike. What happened is uh, on... Yesterday, at 1 o'clock p.m., I'm looking at the post right now, but I posted up a post and I said, I need your questions for Ask Mike. It's going to be a new segment on the official podcast of the Imperial Commissary, IC Star Wars, so put a question in the comments or shoot me an email. I haven't seen any emails, but I'm not quite sure if I remember how to check that right, but we did get a lot of comments on the Imperial Commissary, so I'm going to jump right into your comments and I'm going to answer everything I can to the best of my ability. Now, I haven't read any of these yet, so I'm going to be fresh to it like you. Um... Jacob Allen Z. What was the biggest adventure you went on specifically for a figure or a lot? Obviously, other than the rocket-firing boba journey you're currently on. Uh, the most difficult one, I would say, the most difficult adventure, originally when I started my first loose set, it was uh, Warwick. He was a hassle to find with his bow. Uh, the most difficult one was, uh, I'd say, hmm. The top toys, uh, top toys, what what top toys are is they're an Argentinian made uh, Kenner licensed vintage Star Wars toy. They made them on cards. There's only a few of them, six, I think total. Uh, I'm just shooting from the hip. So if any of this is wrong, uh, check it out later and let me know. And uh, uh, But it shouldn't be because I usually retain this kind of stuff pretty good. But uh, there's six of them um, and those took forever to collect they took a really long time the reason why they took a long time is because they're practically impossible to find they were only made in argentina the figures don't have peg holes the quality of the bubble seals and stuff like that are very very low so it's practically impossible to find men on card ones i started getting into them a couple years back because i found a chief chirpa on the board somebody said it was top toy i bought it and it was a little Chief Chirp, and it had filled peg holes. Uh, there were no peg holes at all. So I was like, oh, wow, that's weird. So I checked into it, and then I ended up me- meeting Daniel Freddy Segoiva. And uh, this is bad. They came on a 12-back card. There was Luke, Chirpa, Grey, Yoda, Chewbacca. Hmm. I know I'm missing one. I'll think of it. Anyway, there were those six, and uh, they came out on a 12-back card. It was very different. had the Top Toys logo on it. Very cool. But anyway, those took forever for me to find. Uh, I asked everybody for a very long time. I searched for them at Celebration. They're practically impossible to find, certainly in good condition, almost near impossible. Um, one of my friends from overseas actually had a collection that he built years ago. A couple of them weren't the best shape, uh, but some of them were great. So that is how I got most of my top toys collection together. And that men on card collection was one of the toughest I did. So that's the answer to your question, Jacob. And we're going to move on to the next one. Uh, Dave Moore. Are you still buying the Elite Diecast Nonsense? No, I stopped buying the Elite Diecast Nonsense. And actually, uh, I was thinking about it the other day because I stopped buying them. But it was right before that Han and Luke and Stormtrooper. And I really think those ones look like the best in the entire set. But no, I have stopped buying them. I am trying to keep stop buying them, (laughs) if that's even a thing to say. The next question is going to be from Preston Hughes. What suggestions do you have for newbie vintage collectors? Join IC101. Also, instead of me having to spout out URLs every time I suggest one of the subgroups, just go to www.imperialcommissary.com. That's our main website. It's going to have everything there. Right on the front page is all of the subgroups and links to them, so you can join up to them really quick. But that is definitely the best start for a newbie collector. The other start is always wait. Be patient um patience is a virtue whether you're buying or selling patience takes time to learn but it is extremely beneficial once you do learn it uh things to look out for repro watch out for repro things to avoid repro watch out for repro uh asking for a friend who happens to have the same name birthday and it's a security number that's cute um yeah brother just uh start off with ic 101 ask questions always ask questions ask your friends make more friends the more ingrained you get into the community, the more you will be part of the community and the more you will have the vintage Star Wars around you and you'll have access to the other things. And this stuff becomes secondhand. Um, it's like tying your shoes. You don't really have to think about how to do it anymore. It just kind of happens. Next question is Chris Hibbard, who's going to be on the podcast. Podcasts are silly. Whoever does those. Hashtag kidding. Very funny. Well, you're on it in like an hour here, so... Um, You. (laughs) Next one. Gary Swingle. Mr. Stormtrooper. He's got way more stormtroopers than I ever had. Uh, How did the Adat and Snowtroopers get on Hoth? Were they just dropped off by a Star Destroyer? If so, why didn't the Star Destroyer just bomb the heck out of the Rebels? They could have saved lots of lives. Well... The reason why the ADATs, and this is me going off my head, but the reason why the ADATs and the Snowtroopers that how they got in Hoth, Hoth, I'm sure, was drop ships, like normal. Um, but the reason why they had to land on Hoth and they didn't just blow them away from the sky is because there was a shield generator. And what a shield generator does is it produces a shield around the military base, so around the rebel base on Hoth, and that shield could not be penetrated from the air with turbo lasers. So they had to put things on the ground that could walk through the shield and cause damage to the shield from the inside underneath the shield. All right, we're going to the next one. Alexandria Vegas, tell us what brings you to collect vintage Star Wars. You know, I always tell the story what brought me back into collecting vintage Star Wars, but when I was a kid, um, the reason why I collected vintage Star Wars, I went to a school that was about 30 minutes away from my hometown. And when I was even in grade school, I went to a Catholic school. There were 12 kids in my graduating class. So what happened is when I used to play sports, I'd become friends with my teammates. I did become friends with one teammate, Mark Bonneguide. We were on the same baseball team when we were growing up. And uh, we used to have sleepovers. It was this thing called sleepovers. Way back in the day, what you would do is you would go over to a friend's house, either you and that friend or you and a bunch of friends, and you would sleep over. And their mom or dad would make you uh, candy or Rice Krispie Treats or cookies or whatnot, and you'd watch movies all night, and you'd actually play Star Wars because it was way before anything like an iPad or an iPhone. So you had to use your imagination, which is the second time I'm mentioning imagination today because it's so important. <laughs> but uh, what happened is we used to play with the toys, and he had like every single G.I. Joe ever and every si- You know what? Now that I think about it more... I would say it also goes back before that because my brother used to like Star Wars and he had the Hoth base. He had the Falcon. These are the things that I inherited from him when I got older and got into collecting when I was younger. And uh, he had some of that stuff and it was all down at my grandma's house. And when we used to go to my grandma's house, she never would have like a ton of toys because she was old school Czechoslovakian. And it was like, there's your toy. There's a rock, you know, which is fine. And uh, it got you out there. It got you looking in the forest. It got you walking around, which is great. Um, And what ended up getting me into it is they were always down there. And those were always the toys that were always there. There were those. There was some weird, like, space train with a little robot that came out of it. Maybe some kind of Star Wars knockoff thing. But these are the things I remember from when I was little. So as I got older and I started going into the higher years of grade school, you know, seventh, eighth grade, even my freshman and sophomore year in high school, um, I was collecting with these friends from the baseball team. And that's what really got me into it. and really actually started me collecting. And when I was collecting, what I did, I have an ad at from when I was younger that was a collector's piece that I bought to collect. I have a B-Wing Pilot Mint on Card. That's one of my favorite pieces in my whole collection. It's just an AFA 50, but... It was something I collected when I was a kid. So I would say it's kind of a combination of both. It's the friends that I grew up with, that we were all into Star Wars, and we all could sit there and repeat the entire movie, or not even repeat it, but say it at the same time, um, without even the movie being on, because we were so ingrained into the vintage Star Wars thing. And then the other part of it is my brother. It... Uh, Yeah, my grandma's house in good times at my grandma's house and playing with Star Wars guys. I actually remember quite a few times because also this is something crazy that's not allowed anymore. But we used to be allowed to play with like fire, but not really play with fire, (laughs) but like melt wax to make candles and stuff. And I actually recall making a Lando Calrissian and a uh, Carbonite. Out of wax and the reason why i did that is because he put on solo and carbonite and he was a bad friend so i thought he deserved it at the time but i found that actually years and years and years later it was in a ziploc baggie well not a ziploc baggie like a sandwich baggie um in with my other stuff when my mom sent me my bin down when i started recollecting about six years ago now all right on to the next question i'm sorry i got a little bit into that one there for you guys but they'll be all in depth and we got plenty of time before the interview anyhow Let's see. Next is Joseph Chambers. We are all getting older. Actors that played our beloved characters are leaving at what I consider an alarming rate. What will we do when they're all gone? How will this affect the hobby in movies? <sighs> I know and enjoy the fact that the idea of Star Wars will live on for generations to come, but not our Star Wars. Our princess is gone. Our little droid unit has powered down for the last time. So many others, when they are all gone, what do we do with them? Simply move on? With life, I see most as taking it in stride. But deep down, how does this affect you? Well, brother, uh that's heavy. <laughs> but, uh... I don't know. You know what's going to happen? The thing is, is Star Wars isn't about the actors and actresses as much as you think. As much as it's painful to see Leia go, or as much as it's painful to see R2 pass, or any of that kind of stuff, it's... The movies are already made. They're already done. We already have them, and so do future generations forever. And the reason why we have them is because... We know them from when they were young. That's what we have of all our heroes, if you think about it. I mean, Mickey Mantle, I'm never going to get to see. I will never get to watch Pavarotti. But I can catch John Williams for one last time. So I think what the message here is, is to live every day to the fullest. Try to squeeze in as much Star Wars as you can, as well as they're here. And remember them when they're gone, as best as you can. But uh, to tell you the truth, it's not going to change for me. I uh, haven't really followed any of their careers except maybe Harrison Ford, but he's in major motion pictures I like since Star Wars. I mean, not to pick on any any of their careers at all. Uh, they all did wonderful things. It's just most of the movies aren't really up my alley anyway. So, but all actors move on and... That allows us to have space for people like John Boyega and Daisy Ridley, who I think are bringing a whole revitalization to the saga that we already love and bringing in so many new younger generation people And uh, even my wife. My wife wasn't a huge Star Wars fan until TFA. So I love where the whole saga is going. I love what's going on with it. And I think that people for generations to come are going to watch those four, five, and six. And they're going to feel the same things we felt. Because right now, it's 40 years after. Everything is dated. And it doesn't seem that dated. It seems right. So I think Star Wars is going to be just as special. It certainly will to me way after everybody has passed and even after i'm out of here <laughs> so anyway let's see who has the next question um some replies to that one uh how did your boba fett focus start okay the way my boba fett's focus started is i was collecting stormtroopers and i thought stormtroopers were cool and then i bought a tower and that tower uh, had, it was for an HO train set and I found it on Craigslist. I paid $75 for it and I set it up and I started putting Jawas on it. Little Jawas because I thought it was kind of cool. The thing is, is Jawas were not tall enough. Um, and the reason why I started with Jawas is because I bought like a 50 Jawas from Daniel Cofield one day. He happened to have a box of them and I'm like, I'll take them because when do you see 50 Jawas at once? So I put them all up and I lined them all up and, uh, they were too short to go above the rail so it didn't look right so I, I started thinking and i'm like well my favorite character is boba fett i already have like tons of boba fett christmas ornaments and boba fett this and boba fett that and plus when i was younger i only had an at-at driver to be my character for all my bad guys except for vader i had a vader but um so he was my boba fett and he was my tie fighter pilot and stuff like that so I think that has to do with it. It's like a psyche thing. I never really was able to have one when I was younger because by the time I started collecting or by the time I started playing with Star Wars, they were already out of the stores, which made them very impossible to find. I mean, you'd catch them at a couple yard sales here and there or at antique stores. So I already had all the Boba ornaments and the Boba. I have a Boba clock. And, uh, a bunch of different Boba items. The reason why I'm passionate about Boba, the reason why I like Boba Fett is because, um, of, I believe it was Kevin J. Anderson's Bounty Hunter Tales. I'd have to look it up to make sure it was him. I've read a lot of the Star Wars EU books, but, uh, it was Bounty Hunter Tales and, or it was Tales from Jabba's Palace. I can't remember. I think it was one or the other. Um, anyway. And also, uh, there was a one in between Empire and Jedi. It was, uh, they made a video game of it. Shadows of the Empire. So anyway, those books really give you an Awesome story about Boba Fett. It gives you—he gets out of the Sarlacc pit. He tracks Han Solo down, stuff like that. I'm not going to spoil anything. I highly suggest reading any of those. But uh that's what really got me about Boba Fett is he has a really cool story. Not to mention the unbelievably awesome outfit, or the fact that even Darth Vader knows of his reputation and warns him against disintegrations. So that's good enough for me, and that's why I like Boba Fett. So that's why I collect Boba Fett. And now that I have collected so many. I find when I walk into my Star Wars room, I look around. And my favorite thing is that tower of Boba Fett's. And I have, I have a bunch of more expensive pieces. I have a bunch of things that are much more rare than Boba Fett's. But he's got my heart because of those books. He's just the coolest. He just is. He's the coolest guy in the galaxy. So that's why. That's why Boba Fett. Let's go on to the next one here. Darren Thomas, two-part question. Uh, do you see, the fad of having absolutely the correct color weapon for each t- each figure continuing, i.e., blue-black blasters for Stormy's, blue-black for Luke, Stormtrooper, etc. Do you think the market has now flipped such that the weapons have a m- more monetary value and will rise higher than the actual figures themselves? A-wing pilots and Imperial gunners are classic examples. Darren Thomas, absolutely, man, it's already happened. Look at a Leia. You can get a Bespin Leia for 18 bucks, and a Bespin Leia blaster will cost you 65 bucks alone. I think the reason why is because it's a little teeny tiny silver sliver of plastic. And I think every one of us can remember when our mother vacuumed one up or a dog ate one or we lost one or threw one out by accident. So those weapons get to be less and less. And the figures still stick around because it's a lot harder to throw away a full figure, even though it happens. (laughs) even though it happens to me. But it's a lot harder to throw away a full figure than just a little tiny weapon in the bottom of a bag. So some of those really minuscule weapons are really hard to find because they're hard to find. <laughs> uh, next one, Sean Fear. Is Trent going to be on the show? Um, I don't think Trent will be on the show. He might be, maybe someday in the future. Um, he's always more than wel- welcome to come and talk about his wickets uh, or his digs uh the next one y'all ever get back to the podcast well sir this is a i won't call you out by naming your name but yeah this is the podcast right now that's what the question is you were putting in there <laughs> lando thron what is your favorite color mine's green my favorite color lando Thrawn is orange okay gene ortiz what actor would you like to see play boba fett in the future full-length movie I hope there's a feature full-length movie. Is it going to be one film or a trilogy? I would love it to be the Boba Fett saga. I hope the TV show they make about Star Wars is going to be Boba Fett. And the reason why is because I think he could have a billion different stories about all his different adventures and they'd all be amazing. Um, who do I think should play Boba Fett? To tell you the truth, that's a tough question. You're putting me on the spot there. But to tell you the truth, I think a random nobody actor... I think the best part about Boba Fett is he doesn't talk very much. He doesn't have to talk. Until the special editions, he didn't say half of the nonsense he said. And at least he said it in a normal voice when he said it. But, um, I don't think Boba Fett has to talk very much. I think he has to just steal the show. And if it's just straight action and all action all the time, like have Michael Bay direct it, it'll be, uh, it'll be a cool movie. Lots of explosions, lots of Boba Fett walking around, and that's about it. Cause. But I always think with Star Wars, they should keep it to no-name actors. I like them to be Princess Leia. I like them to be Luke Skywalker. I don't like them to be Luke Skywalker and, well, the Joker. But you know what? He was an awesome Joker, so. (laughs) Let's go on to the next question here. Uh, Seriously, though, Lando Thrawn. Seriously, though. Oh, because he's he asked about colors before seriously though if they make this boba movie would you want a prequel where they lead up to him becoming boba and showing his adventures before the trilogy or would you want him crawling out of the sarlacc like in some of the expanded universe books definitely crawling out of the sarlacc um it would be <laughs> matthew bustello here he wrote his journey from the sarlacc to becoming snoke that's funny but uh yeah, definitely crawling out of the Sarlacc and then continuing on his thing there. I mean, I think they've done enough with the young Boba Fett in the, well, I'm just starting the Clone Wars cartoon now, but I think they've done enough with him in the whole Django thing and the whole word clones pay attention to us because it's a little bit annoying. Um, but I'm also an old person that doesn't like the newer stuff that much, but I'll tell you that Clone Wars cartoon is pretty good and the Rebels cartoon is fantastic. Uh, next question jesse bellamy do you like sandwiches i like sandwiches jesse bellamy i do not like sandwiches i personally am not a big fan of pureed meat that they put into a ball shape to make into slices for you um i'll eat a philly cheesesteak but that's a different story matthew knapp what made you choose Boba was focus we already answered that one brother but thank you for writing in uh, what is the hardest thing about collecting bootlegs, Matthew? Matthew Nep says, uh, "What's the hardest thing about collecting bootlegs? Finding legitimate ones. There are." millions of fake bootlegs but very few real ones so finding them is really really hard and make sure you always have a friend helping you because there are just so many fakes and some of them are darn close and there aren't that many resources on them that's what makes it tough the wonderful thing about collecting kenner and vintage star wars the regular stuff the kenner stuff is that there are so much material so you could figure out everything about everything well not everything about everything but you could figure out a lot of stuff and uh with bootlegs, it's a little bit different. You kind of have to search really hard because it's a it's a younger focus. It's um, It hasn't been around for it. Well, it has been around forever, but it hasn't been as internationally recognized as it is now, collecting bootlegs. It used to be just, oh, well, this was, you know, I'm Polish. I'm from Poland. This is from my childhood. That's why I have it. Now it's, oh, wow, this is from Poland in a place where there shouldn't have been any star wars and star wars existed which makes it awesome so that's why i think people collect it. that's why i collected them um i am thinking about getting rid of a bunch of them but that's just because i really really want that rocket firing fat it's itching at me you know sometimes you get that itch uh kyle Pry, kyle page sorry about that kyle page do you cry when boba dies in return of the jedi boba does not die in return of the jedi they just go do other scenes um ross barr Do you like it more or less doing the podcast solo this time around? Um, I don't love doing the podcast solo because sometimes it's tough to figure out things to talk about. But luckily, you guys have given me plenty of things to talk about. Um, I did enjoy doing it with the other guys. Unfortunately, it does lead to numerous scheduling conflicts and issues. And uh, there was no way to continue in the old fashion. So what I did is I decided to do the very best I could with the resources I have, because the Imperial Commissary is a group I started, and people can come and go as much as they like, people can be there or not be there, but I will be there, and I will do my absolute best to make it the absolute best I can group that I can make it, and I believe that a podcast is essentially important to the Imperial Commissary, so I'll continue to do it, even though my audio in the later interview is not the best in the world, but I'm still figuring it out. And I'm a quick learner, so I'm sure it'll be fine. I hope you guys like it. I know a lot of people have written me and said they enjoy it, so I hope folks do enjoy it, but um, I have found, and not to sound cynical, but I have found in life sometimes when you have something you are passionate about and other people try to be as passionate as you are about it, sometimes that wears off for them and it doesn't for me. Plus, since my wife collects Jawas and Leias and really is really, really into Star Wars a lot, it makes my life a lot easier. I'm able to do things like this podcast all the time, or run the IC, or deal with issues, or buy, sell, and trade, or do meetups. And the reason why is because collecting vintage Star Wars is something my wife and I both share as a mutual hobby, so that makes it a lot easier. Just the logistics of getting three people together every week is practically impossible. So I don't really miss that part of it. Um, I don't miss getting home at 11, 12 o'clock at night on a Tuesday because those were the only times that we could all get together. I mean, I recorded this podcast with Chris at four in the afternoon, so I definitely like the schedule this provides better. Um, either way, whether or not I like doing it better solo or whether I like doing it with a crew, um... I only had one option. If the IC was going to have a podcast, I was going to have to do it. Just like if the IC was going to be created, I was going to have to do it. So that's what I did. Um, And that's what I'm doing. So I hope everybody enjoys it. Next question. Justin Haney? H-A-Y-N-I-E. I'm sorry, brother. Um, Justin. I'll call you Justin. Justin, what has been the biggest struggle going after what's the, considered a true grail? Rocket firing fet? The waiting, the selling off, the longing for a piece you might never obtain? The biggest struggle is patience. It's hard to be patient. It's hard to take your time. It's hard to realize that there is more than one. These things are not Highlander. There is more than one um next one mark Rook, sweet i need to hear some good news well brother there is a podcast so that's the good news uh ian Gatto, what's the appeal of bootlegs do you think modern bootlegs will be the same kind of love if so are you buying up all the modern bootleg bobas why or why not um bootlegs okay The cool thing about bootlegs... The thing that I find to be cool about bootlegs... The reason why I'll probably never sell my Boba bootlegs... Besides that they're part of my focus... um, The vintage ones... Are because... Bootlegs... Vintage bootlegs Star Wars action figures... Were created... In a place... Where... It was either too poor... Or they didn't have licensing... Or they didn't have access... Or the figures were too much money... But... The kids really wanted them... And one of the kids' parents talked to the other kids, and they made these bootleg figures. They made them at Tupperware factories if the dad worked at a Tupperware factory, or if somebody worked at a different kind of factory, or somewhere where they could just take a little piece of plastic and carve it into some shape, and then they would produce a bunch of them for the townsfolk and stuff like that for the little kids. And for little kids to be able to play with Star Wars, and for that to be created because there was such a void and such a need that people wanted filled, that people would create bootleg ones for the poorer people in the world. It was wonderful. When I was a kid, I didn't have all the money in the world. I would have loved bootlegs. I would have loved if somebody would have made me bootlegs. But it doesn't really work like that in America. It's... Uh Like, see, I'm I'm Italian and Czechoslovakian, and very back in the day, the way it would work is it's like, oh, is there a problem? Okay, well, you have to come up with a solution to that problem because nobody else is going to solve it for you. So, bootlegs is one of those type of things. These people didn't have access to Star Wars toys. The kids wanted Star Wars toys, so they made Star Wars toys. That's perfectly fine. None of them could pass off for originals. Those, in my opinion are the original customizers except they made numerous copies of the same exact one that they carved or made or whatever and those wonderful copies are here today so we can match them up versus each other and go okay these are all similar these are all exactly the same therefore this is the real one that was made by this place and stuff like that so it's it's very neat and it's a cool way to Track down really hard to find information the thing with vintage star wars my favorite part of collecting is learning new stuff and you can't learn new stuff if it's all accessible and all already been done before and i'll tell you vintage bootlegs it has not already been done before and it is not all easily accessible it is stuff you have to learn over time and it's difficult uh, next question let me see here. Dave O'Brien, aside from a rocket firing fat, is there anything else you've always wanted since you were a kid and never got? I didn't always want a rocket firing fed ever since I was a little kid. I actually thought it wasn't real um, until about 15 years ago. And then I found out it was real, and now I must have one. Um, but no, nah, that's not really what I ever wanted, to tell you the truth. What I always wanted ever since I was a kid is I wanted a Stormtrooper armor. I thought that would be cool, but unfortunately I'll never fit into one, so I guess it doesn't really matter anyway. Um, I always wanted a Boba Fett, but I've checked that one off the list, so I'm good to go. Uh, other things I like to collect, I'm looking at top toys still because there's some I need to upgrade. And I like one-of-a-kind items or weird items not so much that they're rare but that they're not going to be in everybody else's collection i love stuff like that um next one tom lazett are the yankees going all the way this year or is another case of new york next year okay so someone's picking on the yankees but that's okay because all i have to say to that is we have what is it 27 or 28 world championships Well, whichever way you answer, just uh, wait till the end of the year to find out how many that real number is. (laughs) Next up, Benjamin Ray, if Star Wars would have never existed, do you think there is any other of the toy lines that you would have collected? I guess I would have collected whatever I played with as a kid. Um, No movie spoke to me the way Star Wars did. Uh, Indiana Jones was cool, but I've never actually owned an Indiana Jones toy. It's just, and they're so close to vintage Star Wars, vintage Kenner. They are vintage Kenner. Um, It's just, it's weird that I never have, but no, nothing, nothing in my life I have ever gravitated to the way I've gravitated to Star Wars, because Star Wars is one of the very few instances in life where you can see a farm boy, a nobody. And I'll tell you, if you come from Torrington, Connecticut, (laughs) and you're not rich, you're a nobody. So I've been there. I've been that farm boy. And when you see a movie about a farm boy who grows up and he's able to save the entire galaxy just because he's him. I mean, as much as I tease, like I dislike Luke Skywalker, I dislike the figure of Luke Farm Boy. But I sure love the story. That's what I love about Star Wars. So, yeah, if another movie came out, sure. But when you're a little kid, even though Indiana Jones is awesome and you want to be Indiana Jones one day. Luke Skywalker is who you could be now. You could be Luke. Your future is unwritten, and it could be anything. And that's wonderful. It's all about hope, and rebellions are built on hope. (laughs) Uh, Nick Limberis, do you remember what Star Wars meant to you as a kid and how it has changed now that you're an adult? To tell you the truth, Nick, um, there are some things that have changed. Everything's become way more expensive, way more difficult to get. But um, I still watch the movies all the time. I still at least once, twice a week, I'll catch all three. Um, I'm not saying that I sit there and pay attention the whole time, but I have, I work for myself. That's why I'm also able to do so many things like this. And, uh, between my different jobs, I'll have it on in the background. So whether I'm dispatching freight in New York or whether I'm trying to buy some artwork down in Mexico, I'll have it on in the background and I'll watch Star Wars. So I still love it. And I also, because of the IC, I put up that morning picture every morning. So I literally play with Star Wars toys every single day and create a scene from my imagination. So I just don't think I ever grew up. I'm a Toys R Us kid. <laughs> uh, Jonathan Pollock, the, the very last question here, guys. So here we go. Uh, How did I miss this? Awesome. Well, you didn't miss it, brother, but I just got to it because I'm running late. But uh, thank you very much for all your questions. That was a more difficult segment than I thought it was going to be, but we got through it. Uh, It was a lot of fun. I think we should do it again. We should keep doing that. So I'll keep posting up that post every week and we'll get more input. Uh, Coming up, we're going to have Chris Hibbard. He's one of the nicest guys I know. He is a member of the Imperial Commissary and pretty much every Facebook group there is. So we will be moving into the interview. I would just like to apologize in advance for the way I sound. It kind of sounds like I'm wearing a Darth Vader helmet. Maybe I am. Actually, uh, I click the wrong button when recording i'm a noob to this but i'm trying my very best but nonetheless it's not terrible and i hope you enjoy it because it's a heck of a great interview we would be honored if you would join us welcome to the third interview of ic star wars today we have chris the gonkinator hibbard coming to you from the ic hey chris what's up man
1: oh not too much how are you doing today
0: very well. Do you like that gonkinator thing? I just made it yeah, up. Yeah,
1: that's a new one. I haven't heard that one. <laughs> uh, I've called numerous things. That that one I have not heard of.
0: King of the gonk. <laughs> the king of the gonk, yeah.
1: Oh, uh, I'm just one of many.
0: <laughs> well, uh, it's always tough to get to know somebody quick. I'm sure a lot of the IC members already know you. I'm sure a lot of the members all over already know you. But um, we do a quick interview right at the beginning, and we just do a, a real quick lightning round. Um, so, you ready? I'm ready. What is your favorite Star Wars movie? Empire Strikes Back. Easy peasy. Uh, favorite character?
1: Uh, believe it or not, Bubble Fett.
0: Yay! <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite wave of Star Wars toy lines from the beginning to TFA? Uh, I'm still going to go with the Empire line. Empire, yeah. Very, yeah, very yeah. focused. All right. Gump versus FX7 in Mortal Kombat. Who wins and why?
1: Uh gulf because he is basically a tank because (laughs) as you said, in your last podcast it's he's in every damn movie.
0: He is, man. He lasts forever. Sure enough. Uh, all right. Lucasfilm gives you a call tomorrow and they say you can choose the next spinoff. What do you pick?
1: Oh man. Oh boy. you did put me on the spot there. That's right. I I don't want the Bobo Fett spinoff and I, I don't want the main characters because all you can do is ruin them as you uh, get more in depth into them. (laughs) Um, I, I, I don't know that one. I, I'm going to have to pass on that one because I just right. don't have a good answer.
0: Not the Gonk Adventures or something, man?
1: Oh, my God. That would be the boringest movie in the world. Yeah,
0: but you know what? It might not be. It might just be like his point of view through like all the awesome combat sequences and everything. That is very Just very like very walking gonk. around. <laughs> He's always that, there. That, that would actually
1: kind of be cool, like an R2 or C3PO's uh, Through the Eyes of or something along yeah. that nature.
0: Through the Eyes of Gonk. The yep. travel into Star Wars toys. <laughs> <laughs> well, awesome, brother. Great lightning round, and uh, we'll fill in the listeners here. Chris Hibbert is a member and admin of the Imperial Commissary. Uh, I met him a few times. He's always been a blast. He's also an admin of the U.S. Echo Base Group. It's another nice group on Facebook, uh, and they're good. They have a strong standard against Repro, so I highly suggest them. Uh, he is bar none the kindest person I know in the hobby. I've seen him help out so much, and if I mentioned even a tenth of the kind acts that he's done, um, it would take the whole podcast and it would embarrass them. So I won't do that. I that. <laughs> no worries, brother. But, uh, so without further delay, uh, you want to do some essay questions? Sure. All right. Uh, what is your very first star Wars memory?
1: My very first star Wars memory. And the reason why I collect is that, uh, Empire Strikes Back, uh, going to the movie, uh, with my dad. I don't know if it was the very first movie that he ever took me to, but it was certainly one of the first. Um, my mom and he got divorced when I was around four or five years old. So that was one of the memories that I do remember. And then um, him trying to buy my love, which I was all about it back then and still. <laughs> um, he has since passed, but it's, we joked about it the entire time that I think he pretty, bought, pretty much bought me – almost every empire strikes back toy um I, I have none of those toys nowadays because i as most kids would play with my toys instead right. of staring at them in the packaging so, <laughs> but that was my very first memory and it's probably why I, i'm so highly focused on the empire line amongst other reasons
0: <laughs> that's cool brother well you kind of answered one and two there because uh, the second one was how you got into collecting But uh, we already uh, worked on that. And that's all right. Um, What's on your current hunt list?
1: Oh, man. As as with the people that I do talk to pretty much every day, you being one of them, um, your last guest at the podcast, Eric, he and I pretty much chat almost maybe even more often than my wife and I do. Um, (laughs) I'm kind of all over the place when I collect stuff. Um, Right now, most people probably don't even know, but I'm collecting the mint and sealed boxes of the Empire line. Nice. But I even uh, – not all vehicles, not all play sets, just the ones that actually mean something to me from my childhood. Um, I, I don't really care about the Wampa, and I don't care about the Tauntaun. Uh, I have had those before, but I, I'm collecting pretty much just the ships and stuff. Um, looking for a, a, a gonk a clipper, meant card. So oh, if anybody okay. out there has one, um, I, my pocketbook is wide open for that <laughs> one, um, as with most things I want. Um, so that's really kind of where I'm at. I'll fill in stuff from here and there, uh, trying to upgrade my 21 back empire run. I don't have many cards that, that aren't good. And when I say cards, I mean the menton cards. Um, mm-hmm. I, I've been using some of the wrong terminology. Uh, I pretty much just collect the menton cards, as you know, mm-hmm. um, any loose collection that I have is really for my kids to play with. And I let them play with them because that's exactly what they're for. Uh, I've actually bought numerous uh, beaters and stuff uh, from numerous of the groups. Where every kid that comes to my house for the first time or second or third or fourth or tenth is, they get to pick whichever figures they want. Um, And so, of the loose ones, by the way. (laughs) Um, So I always want to make sure that you know it's any of my kids. Especially since I have four kids, I coach all of my children. Um, we have kids coming through the house all the time, and they they always want to go to the Star Wars room for obvious reasons. So mm-hmm. I want to make sure they leave with something, and you know maybe get that collecting bug in and of themselves.
0: Well, it's great. You know, sometimes people give people gruff for letting kids play with the toys. I mean, I actually have an Ewok village set up just for that purpose. Um, it's to get banged up. And, uh, you know what, it's great because, you know, people don't think about it, but eventually we're all going to get old and bust a hip, and you're going to need somebody to sell it to, so it might as well be somebody who's playing with it and then they're young, you know?
1: See, and my family knows that that we're going to have two funerals when I die. There's one for me, and then the other one's – my collection is going in the mausoleum with me. So, yeah, I'm not passing on any of it.
0: That would be actually kind of awesome. You'd have to have the whole thing climate controlled, but that's all right. Absolutely. (laughs) I can only imagine – uh, a big gonk coffin. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's being
1: designed as we speak.
0: I I, I would not be surprised, brother. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't gotten that far. Really. <laughs> well, you got time. I uh I know you're a huge fan of ESB, but uh, what's your favorite ESB Kenner item? Uh,
1: I I'm probably gonna say it's the Adat Walker or nice. the Imperial Walker, whatever I call them, whatever I call them. I when call I it the up. Adat. Yeah. Um, ironically, that's that's the one. Uh, the mint and sealed box that i'm looking for right now but it's that's one of the only loose vehicles that i still have Mm -hmm. um from when i very first started recollecting i call it you know uh, maybe about three years ago Mm -hmm. um i have given away most of all of the other loose play sets or I've sold them or used them for trades, but the original Adat Walker, I just love, and and mine still moves with the head and the lights still shoot from the cannons. Nice. And, and my my eight year old and six year old still play with it with the new one, you know. Yep. Um, and they even say how cool the old one is because it's so much bigger than than the little one. You know, that well, remote control and the whole nine yards.
0: Did you get that new modern Boba Fett Slave One thing? hmm The teeny tiny one where it's all uh, weird? No, I don't think I have that one. Oh, uh, man. It's like it was the one that came with the, the new Boba Fett 3.75-inch figure or whatever. But it's about, um, I don't know, a 70% size on the regular Slave One, and it's all just like crumpled so they can make it smaller. It looks really weird, man. I'm not a big fan. But I have yeah. it. What are you going to do? I was go? just saying
1: most of the modern stuff that I have, which I, I, I did try to start – I, I, I use the word collecting loosely. Um, <laughs> I, I picked up a lot of the modern stuff because my kids liked it. Yeah. Um, and quite frankly, it's if they like it, then you know, rule number one in our house is you collect what you like. Yeah. If you're collecting for money, I'm, I'm not going to let you do it because that's silly. You don't go, well, this is going to be worth this much in the future. Right. Um, uh, I, I don't view my Star Wars as investments. They may be down the road. I collect them for the memories that I have and from the relationship that I have with the movies and, and my father and the whole nine yards. With, but with that being said, is my kids, like, they love the pops. That's what got me in the pops. It's not that I love Pops, those Pop Funkos, yeah. but it's just that they love them. My daughter opens all of them and plays with them and plays with them just like dolls. And <laughs> my son doesn't take them out of the box and stacks them up on, on his headboard. So right, the
0: collectibles, yeah.
1: Yeah, and they're, they're both right in their collections.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, you can do whatever you want. It's your toy. Do what you want. That's, that's yeah. the motto. Yeah. Uh, celebration, what did you think? You uh, Be honest. I, yeah, as so I say, like, well, <laughs> there is no
1: other way that I am, as you know. Sure enough, I, I, celebration was cool because I got to meet a lot of the people that I have talked to um, yeah. via Facebook Messenger. Uh, it seems like most of my relationships now are either my clients or via my friends in Star Wars World versus the Facebook or with the Facebook Messenger, uh, meeting all the different people and stuff like that. Um, I'm not really a fanboy when it comes to meeting people or autographs because I don't collect any of those. Um, Most of the stuff that I collect, I'm going to be able to collect besides going to celebration. But it was very cool to see all of the cosplay and all of the people um, gave me tons of ideas for my next Halloween costumes. But (laughs) I I really love that aspect of that. Um, I can tell you that being my very first celebration, and it was kind of a last-minute thing. I bought my tickets as soon as they were announced, which I always buy stuff and then never go to. Um, and then decided to go last-minute. Um, you can't really do it all in two days because it's just a rush, 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 rush. Um, sure. But will I go to other ones? Absolutely. Um, but is it something that knocked my socks off? No. But at 41 years old, doing what I do for a living, it takes a lot to really knock my socks off. Right. Um, I love – the costumes, though, that, that the people that don't get paid to do that just had. And how much detail and time and all that stuff. Yeah, so the I was really blown away guys. by that.
0: Well, you know next that one, uh, I'll probably
1: take my 13-year-old daughter because she loves Star Wars as much as I do more than any of the other kids.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Well, it's good for that, man, because there was Star Wars everywhere. And it was oh, great because yes. there were so many people and you just run into them in the aisles and you're like, oh, are you – And they'd end up being, if you were lucky enough that you found somebody with a profile picture. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. which there
1: aren't many, which fortunately I, I do have mine a lot of people did come up and introduce themselves which was really cool because i'm horrible about that myself um and then of course i wore a power joy t-shirt pretty much every day so that way they
0: can confirm that when they saw me i think it's him look at the shirt (laughs) (laughs) all right brother i'm gonna put you on the spot as you've been to uh three of the ic meetups tell the listeners what's the scoop from a member's perspective what happens
1: Uh, member's perspective it's really cool it's very it's very similar to a celebration type where you're going to get to meet some of the people that maybe you have dealt with on an you know, everyday basis or monthly basis or bought from in, in the past. Um, what's nice about it though is that it, it's, it's more intimate which I really liked. Mm -hmm. Um, In Celebration, it's really hard if you meet somebody to sit there and talk and try to stop the flow of traffic, so to speak, Um, where I I did not make it to any of the room sales because I'm much too lazy, and Mm -hmm. I can't stay up past 11 o'clock, which I know they got shut down anyways, but it's basically a, a smaller version of that where you really get to meet the people and talk to them about the stuff. Most of the conversations that I had, and, and i'm not one to stay around most places very long regardless really? um i think i might have been at each one of those for maybe an hour and i'm stretching it um where but you're talking to the people when quite frankly most of the conversations aren't really anything to do with star wars or collecting it's just hey it's nice to meet you and you know So-and-so. so and so so i really like the aspect of that um What's really nice about you know going back to the celebration as well as the IC meetups is that a lot of times you can make those deals and they can hand deliver your stuff to you. Right. Um, I made a NITCO deal that I think I paid for in January, um, paid for, and then uh, obviously we didn't want that power of the force figure to be shipped. Um, and, and Mr. Brian Angel trucked it all the way from California to Orlando for me.
0: Nice, perfect, so, yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean it, it was perfect, and, and you know, and, and I appreciated that, and you know, so it's really nice just to kind of to put a name and a voice with the people that you deal with a lot on. on the facebook you know groups meaning i see or and when you said i was an ad, an admin in those two we call myself the uh, trophy admin because <laughs> i really don't do anything pretty much in both groups it's not that i don't want to do anything i don't know enough to do
0: anything <laughs> you do plenty man chris always helps out chris always you'll, you'll find out that he's always helping out somebody new and that's the most important part about being an admin is not to forget that we all started in the same place
1: yeah. and that's so, really where I try to you, you were one of the first people that uh, uh, helped me when I very first started uh, Steve Shepherdson was another one who helped mm-hmm. me amongst others that are out there but it's it's when you first start one of the biggest things is you know and, and I see all the posts where people go well you know here, here's a link here to Rebelscom, or I, I'm not a big uh, forums person um, I don't have hours upon hours to read um, right. I do. From time to time when I have some downtime, like tonight I'm watching my son uh, practice football. So guess what? I've got about two hours. I'm going to do some reading just about some stuff I've saved. Right. But it's nice having somebody that's done it to at least guide you in the right direction. And, you know, the number one saying I use a lot at work is, you know, you don't know what you don't know. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes you don't even know the questions to ask. Yeah, and, and and that's the hard part where I think a lot of people, especially if they're new, which by the way, I still feel new most of the time. Um, I'm still a fairly new collector. Um, I've only really been collecting, I'd say, heavy, for maybe the last three, four years.
0: Yeah, but when you say heavy, it's like heavier than me, and I'm insane. So, <laughs> um, I, I do
1: have a very fortunate. Um, Really nice career that I've worked in for eighteen years, so I, I do. Uh, so
0: you deserve a Boba Fett. <laughs> I do. Amen, hey, brother. I
1: want it, I, yeah, if I want it, I'm going to buy it. I don't care. Yeah, um, absolutely. But it, you know, nobody wants to ever get ripped off, and nobody, you know, I have my Yodas. You know, you are definitely one of my Yodas. Um, I, I go to Eric, <laughs> who was, you know, on your podcast last week, you know, just to run stuff by people. You know, yeah. and I've got. A list of 12 other people that I go, hey, you know, it's I'm not I don't ever really negotiate much of anything. I let everybody else kind of do that for me because I'm just too lazy. Uh, but it's nice to have somebody to go, hey, you know what? That's not a bad deal. Or, hey, this guy, I, I couldn't afford it. I didn't want it. But I think it's right up your alley.
0: Well, see, that's the very best thing about these Facebook groups is that uh, you have the ability to connect with a whole bunch of different people. And everybody has their own little tiny niche that they know a ton about. Like, maybe I know a little bit about Boba Fett. Maybe you know a little bit about Gonk, but that's because we have so many of them. So you just learn stuff by looking at them. Yeah. And uh, uh, the more people that you can get, that's why it's good. I mean, you're one of uh, two of our admins that are both Echo and uh, IC, and uh, it's I think it's great because what happens is we spread out and we have all these different groups that all interconnect, and that way all the information comes out. So you get a lot less of the misinformation that certain groups do, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because uh, yeah. groups communicate and help each other because we do different things, you know what I mean? Everybody fills a niche. Every group is very different. And if we can all get together, then we would have all the information and it would be awesome.
1: Yeah, and I mean that's where a lot of times the people ask me, you know, well, what groups are you involved in? And the answer is all of them. Yeah. Um, I mean, and quite frankly, I'm sorry, not all of them. And my mom told me, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything, so I won't. But I am pretty much in every single group, um, you know, from the 12 backs to the Empire, Power of the Force, uh, because I just stumbled into that run that I did which was maybe not the smartest, but I had a great time doing it. Man, um, me
0: too. I got one of those. <laughs> darn droids and Ewoks made me fall into it. I don't even know what I did there, bro. I, I haven't done the Ewok. I will not go down the Ewoks path. Oh, I myself, but they're <laughs> terrible. Have done Would you like team to team. buy some Ewok figures? <laughs> I'm totally fine. <laughs> Come on, man. Can you go niche, no? <laughs> yeah, no. Uh,
1: half those figures I even see, I'm like, who the hell is that? All right, sure uh, enough. But it's one of those where it's more information. It's I I read and I see a a lot of what's going on. So that way it's when I find something that I'm like, oh, I didn't know that. Or, you know, when there is a discussion and before it turns south and everybody gets all mad and upset and everything else is that I take a look to try to find out, Okay, well, this is the situation, uh, you know, about this one. I I remember because I, I do not collect any of the original Star Wars stuff. As you know, um, I have some of the, I have, I have the bubble fets and I, obviously I have, uh, the power droids. I have to have all of those. Right. Um, Eric joked about it, that it's like Pokemon. I have to have them all. Yeah, sure. Um, enough. But it's, I don't like those cards. I don't like the artwork on those cards. It doesn't make me right. It doesn't make me wrong, but it's, I, there's a, the DT Luke Skywalker that, you know, they were, somebody was put for sale on the, the card. And I and I even messaged you. I was like, "Hey, I'm gonna buy this." You're like, "You don't even collect Star Wars,
0: dummy." <laughs> <laughs> oh, great! Wrap me out as the guy that made you not buy it. <laughs> it was, and I'm glad you didn't because then yeah, I didn't well, you know, it's like that, man. I mean, I'm I'm the same way. A little bit more with Jedi than I am with Empire, but that's just because of my age. But it's uh, it's when you see the logo, the 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 racetrack with the the yeah with the empire or with the jedi it just brings you right back to that movie and it brings you right back to that time and that's i, I understand completely you could walk through my room and there's lots of boba fett's and stuff man but everything else is a return of, i even like my return of the jedi boba fett cards better than i like the empire ones and i know that's yeah. like horrible to say but whatever
1: yeah well i just ignore that one so you know <laughs> uh, it's just i mean it's just you collect what you like uh, Yeah. I never even knew what Power of the Force was until probably a couple of years ago, and then I went to the Lexington Comic Con that they, that we had, mm-hmm. and they ironically had like six Power of the
0: Force cards. That was our first I.C. meetup. Was Lexington Comic Con? Yep. yep.
1: And Eric, I I sent some pictures because he was looking for some Power of the Force. Well, because I just like deals, I I made an offer that the guy couldn't refuse, so I just took all of them. Well, Eric didn't need all of them, and therefore, that started my Power of the Force ride.
0: Yep. (laughs) I actually remember because you walked into the meetup and you had, like, all the Power of the Force that were at the entire show. Yeah. And I was like, who's this guy? And I'm like, oh, (laughs) Everett, all right. That makes sense.
1: That's where I pick up, uh, yeah, my very... First and only final of uh, uh, Cape Chawa from you, right. uh, which I, I, I knew they existed. I didn't really know, didn't really care, but now seems to be the hot thing. It's um, crazy you know, now, isn't it? Which is – and it is because you know people would always go, hey, you know, is that one for sale? Well, most of the stuff I have is really never for sale. Right. Um, I, I usually give it away or I'll – you know maybe trade it for something or you know for trade bait or i'm really particular to who i trade with or who i buy for or buy or sell to mm-hmm. um, i'll buy from anybody as long as you know that you have what i want
0: um, I'm not <laughs> picky with that.
1: but it's most of the stuff that i'm looking for now is mostly overseas um most of my transactions now are, are based over in Europe um, because you know, I'm mine, looking for the foreign I, mint on cards gonks that I don't have.
0: Mine too, man. It's uh, mm-hmm. once you get into the weirder stuff, you have to really branch out of America. Yeah. Or those else. damn clippers. Yeah, yeah those. Love <laughs> <laughs> if you want to hear a clipper story? Here, I'll, I'll wrap myself <laughs> out. Here's a clipper Is that story. The one you threw away? Yeah. <laughs> 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 Thanks for that. Anyway, I was helping out a buddy and uh shipping stuff to him, you know, and uh, I got in this Clipper Wicket and somebody wrapped it up and the way they wrapped it, it was like, you know how when they chop up a USPS box and like tape it together with like rubber and stuff and it's like nonsense and... And you thought it was just filler. I thought it was filler. So I threw it in the garbage, put it through the crusher, this, that, and the other thing, gone, gone, major, brought it to the real dump all the way down the road. And then I looked for it for a week and a half and then I gave him his money back.
1: I have one of those stories and I don't think I've ever told anybody about this because I'm I'm super embarrassed about it when it first happened. Fortunately it worked out well but I guess I have a nice little Empire Strikes Back uh, shelf talkers um, focus going on because I forgot that I, uh, I bought one and it came in a box full of peanuts and I got out what I remember getting and (laughs) <laughs> the box was actually in the back of my car to take it to my work dumpster, yeah. and I accidentally – when I threw it in the dumpster, it fell over, and the peanuts fell out. So as I was cussing because the fe- peanuts fell out, the shelf talker, which was bubble wrap, fell out too, mm. and if it didn't fall out. I probably would have never realized that I didn't have that shelf that
0: yeah. I paid for. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. I, I just I'm so nervous about how much stuff I might have thrown out because the only reason why I realized is it was somebody else's. Yeah. And,
1: and we care more about other people's pieces than we do ourselves. Yeah, you know? totally. <laughs> so no, nope, I feel your pain in that one.
0: Oh, but that was a good one. That's alright. We all learn. Everybody has the mistakes. It's not like I intended it, but it makes a funny story. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what's, I your, agree. what's your what's your gon count? Do you know? Everybody always asks me. Uh,
1: everybody always asks me too, and I I have the one wall full of my custom shelves. My wife says I I don't do anything around the house, but when it comes to Star Wars, I have to have custom made shelves that I make myself. Nice. Um, we're over fourteen hundred, but I don't really know <laughs> because I, I give away a lot. Right.
0: <laughs>
1: I send them to people. You know where uh, most of the time if I. When I buy them online, which is most of the Facebook groups, which a lot of people tag me now, which makes it really, really easy for me to just go, I'll take it, is, <laughs> but when when I see every now and then you get the whole, why does he have to buy everything, you know, and so literally I will just private message him and go, hey, send me your address. I'll send you a handful of them um, because I'm, oh, not buying
0: nice.
1: them. I'm not buying them to try to be, you know.
0: For the record, blood. I do not do the same with Boba Fett. You can write me all day long and you ain't getting a box of them. <laughs>
1: uh, I, I got about twenty loose bubble feds because every kid wants bubble Fett. They don't even know the movies, but they always pick bubble
0: fett. Yeah, bubble awesome. Yeah,
1: but it, it's just one of those things where it's I do it more as a it's something that my kids and I do. And yeah. I have a 16 year old, a 13 year old, a how old is Phoenix? Eight year old, and a six year old. So, but the eight year old and six year old, literally every day, there's usually a gaunt coming in. <laughs> yeah. And they open it and they go, oh, cool, another one. And then uh, Zoe, who is my youngest, she'll tell me whether it's a short V or not a short V, um, which, by the way, she doesn't look at the V, she looks at the antenna because the front antenna is box, it's square, mm. it's flatter than the the original one so she doesn't view them as short v's she views them as short front antennas
0: (laughs) but you know what there you go and that 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 corresponds with the short v's
1: yep yeah short v's if you look at them head on is they have their it's it's plastic so it's part of the mold but it's it's flat flatter than the original or the normal one and it's square It's almost a perfect square. Nice. But that's how she notices them. And she gets to put them on the shelves. So she has them organized in her fashion. And I love it. Nice. Because there's not not a right or wrong either.
0: Yeah. No, absolutely not. There's never a right or wrong. That's the thing, man. Everybody's collection is different. And that's what makes it wonderful. If they were all carbon copies of each other, it would be so boring.
1: (laughs) And I love seeing other people's collections just to see, you know, some of them are uh, astronomical, you know paul chu oh
0: forget um, about it he's got I, everything
1: I, I, I so cussed him out not literally but at the celebration because as i was looking for the mcconnell power joint uh-huh. and that was my whole goal is well i didn't realize it was his booth so i see one there in the little glass case and i don't really read signs very well to say not for sale that just means <laughs> i haven't asked enough right. um, or thrown enough money at it right. where i'm the, the person in the booth was talking with somebody doing a deal, and I very patiently waited for about 20 minutes. So it was probably like two, um, but I'm very, very impatient. Paul comes up behind me as I met him the night before, and he goes, he goes I bet you want that, don't you? I was like, oh, this is your booth. Damn it. <laughs> but it was funny. Cause I got excited and of course, you know, then I had him, you know, pop that balloon on me, but, um, I ended up, I did get one. So not from him. Um, but it was so nice because, you know, he even reached out afterwards and, um, it's just nice meeting people like that and stuff. So mm-hmm. that was the funniest one because I had a buddy with me and he laughed at me. He's like, "That's just the one you wanted, right?" He goes, "Yeah." He goes, "And they, you can't have that one." I go, "No." He <laughs> didn't even ask for it. I go, "I, am I, hey, not getting
0: that." One. <laughs> <laughs> not that one. I am not
1: even waste my time nor effort.
0: <laughs> uh, Paul's got some uh, rocket fire and Boba there that I, uh, oh, I know he I does. Love yeah, and...
1: great guy too.
0: Yeah, very nice guy. I just you know, it would be nice if he like had like twenty kids or something real quick, so I can get one of those. You know, yeah, uh, <laughs> I, I have no issue with that. <laughs> well, brother, uh, if you could have any prop from any one of the movies, what would it be? Uh, I would actually take
1: uh, the any of the film used power joints. Oh, um, sure. I I would take any of them that they ever made for the movies. Um, uh, because of it fits with my collection. Um, I'm sure other people, you know, life-size Millennium Falcon. Well, what am I going to do with that? <laughs>
0: right. uh, where are you going to hang it's, it?
1: Yeah, it's. but I, I would love to have one of those. Um, I put my kids in it and make them walk around.
0: <laughs>
1: I'm not even joking. <laughs>
0: From now on, that's Halloween every year. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, last year I was uh, in the process of making a, a, a gong. Um, and it, I just didn't like the way that it was even starting. So we bailed and, we're going to attempt to do that again, uh, maybe this year, but nice. we're probably looking for next year.
0: But see, it's great, and I notice a lot of the members of the IC. Man, it's just something that you can really do with your family, and it's yeah. incredible how it brings everybody together. It's that yeah. Star Wars thing, man. Except, except for the wife, she's still not. Hugely I'm telling you, you just tolerates- got to get her. A f- you got to get her a focus, man. I'm telling well, you. I-
1: the funniest thing, and I hope other people can relate to this. So, setting at work today, she sends me a picture of a T-shirt, and you know, because we're married, so we only talk via text because you know that's, that's how married <laughs> people do. She sent me a picture of a T-shirt, and it's got a picture of Boss, and it says who um, Who's the boss now, or something of that nature. And I was like, You didn't even know his name until you just saw that picture. She goes, Oh, that's his name. <laughs> oh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then I was All like, right. Quickly. I,
1: I was like, name two bounty hunters that's not Bobo Fett. And she goes, Django Fett. I was like, okay, oh, well,
0: technically, all right, I guess. Uh, <laughs> she
1: goes, you didn't, you didn't say what films. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: So she loves it. The kids love it with me.
0: That's cool. What's your uh, absolute favorite part of collecting?
1: As uh, cliche as it sounds, it's the people. Yeah. You know, it's getting to meet people. Quite frankly, most of the people that I have met are. Nothing like me. Um, didn't grow up like me, maybe similar. But it's just the the passion and love for the Star Wars, what it means to them, why they do it. Um, I'm a huge believer in, you know, karma and mm-hmm. why. And it's just love I love to hear the stories of it's I collect this because or I collect that because and it's just to see what people collect. I mean, you know, Most of the people, like I said, that, that know me, that they don't even know most of the stuff I mean. I collect bootlegs, as you know, because I bought a lot of yours uh, of Bobo Fat.
0: Um, Only my doubles, for the record. <laughs> very, very true. Very true.
1: But when, when people come into our house and they go downstairs, they want to look at all the Star Wars stuff. That's the first thing they gravitate to, because my kids go to them and they go, "It looks like they melted crowns to make Star Wars." Yep. And I was like, "And believe it or not, those were worth more than crowns." Yep. And I said, "You know, and you tell them the story why." And it's but that it's just really cool to tell the stories like that. You know.
0: Yeah, just the history of them, like where they came from, and just the way that. I don't know. Life finds a way. Star Wars finds a way. You know, it's like very Jurassic Park of it, but it's Thank always there. <laughs> yep. Well, perfect, brother. That's uh, that's about it. But uh, before I let you go, I need you uh, to share in your IC pearl of wisdom. So your IC Star Wars pearl of wisdom. What we're doing is it, since it's uh, IC Star Wars is all focused on vintage Star Wars items, and guests like you are going to be the most knowledgeable collectors around. I know you knock yourself down a lot, but we all learned about the gonk antenna thing. So, oh. you do have good information. <laughs> well, and my six-year-old daughter figured that out. Hey, that's okay. You can, can take credit. Them. Don't tell I, I'll bleep it out. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, alright. So, what I need from you is I need an icy Star Wars Pearl of Wisdom. So, a Chris Hibbert Pearl of Wisdom. What do you got? Anything. Oh, it could be anything. anything. It could be. How to hunt in the wild, how to not get ripped off, how to follow your heart. I I don't care.
1: (laughs) Just for everybody's knowledge, I don't do in the wild hunts. I don't have the time. um, I don't have the knowledge. Is I would really, before you jump in and start buying anything, I don't care Star Wars or not, figure out what you really like and really what you want to collect. Um, When I first started, I just started collecting everything I used to play with, but Then I realized I really wasn't going to play with it anymore, so I don't need to lose stuff. But do the research before you just jump on something and buy it. Um, You may want it, and if you want it, I'm a huge believer in that because I do that stuff all the time. But make sure that it fits because I assure you it's not the only one that we'll ever come across. There will be numerous times. There are a lot of behind-the-scenes deals some of which I am very much participating in as well. Uh, <laughs> stuff that you know what I don't do mail calls when I get something all the time. You know, every now and then I will. You know, oh, hey. thank you. But it's there are a lot of behind the scenes deals or behind the you know the, the curtain so to speak uh, of deals that are happening all the time. That just because you don't see them doesn't mean that they're not happening. Um, you know, with the bubble fets, uh, rocket-firing bubble fests because of the auction coming up. That seems to be a huge one right now. Um, yeah. You know, uh, everything for sale is not necessarily plastered on eBay or on Facebook groups. A lot of the times the people selling them don't want people to know that they're selling them because they've come on hard times. Nobody wants to advertise that. Mm-hmm. Um, or they just need money quick. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it's don't just buy something just to have it, just to say that I have – this vinyl cape java on you know mint on card who cares if it's not important to you why have it right unless you're in the business of doing that then so be it
0: (laughs) well i uh i usually this is the part where i ask anybody if they want to plug anything would you like to plug anything power droid movie something
1: yeah i wish there was a power droid something that was cool I (laughs) i will plug that please if you have any clipper and, and I don't care what type of clipper power droid, but it's on card. Uh, please get a hold of me. Most people can find me. I'm always on my phone. I always have it with me. Um, but nothing that I have to plug. Absolutely not.
0: So. All right. So the plug is, is get him a clipper power droid, please. Yes. anyone on card, <laughs> foreign. Or Meccano. You can always use a, another one of those. Always <laughs> <least> another
1: Meccano. <laughs> Perfect.
0: At me, now. <laughs> no, I love it, man. You got you to gotta spread it around or nobody will ever know
1: took me three years to get that one and now also i need two now
0: i need two <laughs> well i don't know how i got turned into a man but i got another darn yak face coming and i don't know what i'm gonna do with it
1: <laughs> yeah that's I, I my yak face is beautiful the man's on call yeah. and it's i i i paid a really decent price for it i hate that figure more than yeah. life because it's ugly <laughs> but i had to have it in order. To have the run, and I am very much a completist when it comes to that.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah. If I download Angry Birds, I'm going to beat the whole thing on three stars. Don't you worry. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's just
1: that's the way I am. That's the way I'm programmed. I hear you, too. And I don't apologize for
0: it. (laughs) No. Well, brother, September 30th is the IC Meetup in Cincinnati. you going to make the trek?
1: I will be there, and as uh, the people that do know me, um, I promise you I will be there. I can't promise you how long I stay anywhere because <laughs> I am flighty. Um, I ADD like nobody's business and I bounce everywhere. So uh, Amy, who I have spoken to in the says she because, you know, I'd really like to talk to you more than five minutes. Like last time I'm like, well, come
0: in the beginning yeah I'm that's always punctual and i'm always on time <laughs> i'm you, this is a uh, we got a 38 minutes we're already at 38 minutes man that's a great oh, interview so you're you're wonderful look at this you must be edgy time yeah. to go run around the house three times <laughs>
1: yeah, I saying, well i'm actually in the office still so uh where i can focus and pay attention oh
0: there you go so all right we're still on work time <laughs> But yeah, brother, I'll see you up there. It'll be a good time, and it's always exciting to see you, and I have to yep. get up to Louisville. Uh, when is that Louisville show you were plugging the other day? You weren't oh, plugging um, it, but you shared a no, link. No,
1: that's actually – that was the Lexington one.
0: Uh, Lexington oh, Lexington one. Um,
1: yeah, and, um, it's I don't know, it's September or something like that. Well, maybe I'll um, come up for that. And man, I guys I... because um, people are going to be like, wow, he doesn't know what the heck's going on. I have four children. I run my own business. If it's not on my calendar, I don't know, and I'm not even until tonight looking at my calendar – for what i have going on tonight so which i know is two things so <laughs> but i know it is coming up um and i think that was for last year or next year's tables or something,
0: something but it was like a it. really
1: good show i really enjoyed it
0: it was a good time there were tons of people there i tons remember that of people. tons yeah. of people but it was a good time and tons of bring, people bring tons of star wars so yes well perfect brother that's it it was pretty painless right
1: Yes, and uh, for anybody that, that knows me is uh, Eric as well as Michael have uh, asked me to do this, and my first answer is always no, <laughs> no, no, no. But uh, I didn't mind coming on at least you know sharing what little bit tidbits of stuff that, that I do know. But it's the community is the only reason I know stuff. Um, I, in fact, I'll even tell if, uh, Frank uh, Muse across the pond is I got bought a twenty one back. Uh, or not sorry uh, short V gunk which mm-hmm. is only on one card well when we got it I'm sorry when I got it I freaked out because the footer was not in the shape of a rectangle <laughs> uh, I did an eBay I messaged them I'm like this is fake you know and I couldn't tell anything except for the footer <laughs> And if within thirty minutes Frank's like no, he goes that the footer is different on the twenty one or on the short V. <laughs> I was like, oh, he goes well. I hope you didn't cuss him out. I'm like, no, no, no. I was very polite. <laughs> so, so I I uh, clicked the button to unsend it back. <laughs> so uh, always learning, always, yeah,
0: always learning. learning. But that's the fun of it, man. If we didn't, uh, if there weren't things to learn, it would be boring. Yeah, I agree. So, I agree. Yeah. You know.
1: Well, I appreciate you having me, sir. Cool,
0: brother, and I appreciate you being on. I'll talk to you later. Thanks a lot, Chris. All
1: Bye-bye. Don't get technical with me.
0: Well, the audio was a bit dodgy, but I'm still learning, so it'll keep getting better. Episode three is in the books. Any feedback is very welcome. Uh, you can email me directly at ICSWpodcast at gmail.com with your reviews, good, bad, or otherwise um also please rate icsw ic star wars podcast on itunes and uh... do you have a massive vintage star wars collection if you have a great story or a massive collection or great teaching info please reach out to me and be a guest on the next ic star wars i'd love to have you it would be a wonderful time couple things I want to tell you before I let you go uh, our website is www.imperialcommissary.com we are also on Instagram the imperial commissary are also on Twitter ICSW podcast I also want to remind you to come to the IC meetup. It'll be September 30th up in Sharonville, Ohio at the Fairfield Inn and Suites by Marriott, Cincinnati, North Sharonville. Um, It's on Chester Road out there in Cincinnati, Ohio. We also have a toy show to go to the next day. Hopefully there'll be room sales there that night. I'm very excited to meet everybody and I'm very excited to see you all again if I've already met with you before. Thank you very much to Chris Hibbard for being such a great sport. And we'll see you next time here on I See Star Wars, a podcast by collectors for collectors.